everybody, especially you folks out there watching on the live stream. Um, it's Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day. Now, I was reading in scripture in Psalm 127, and it says there that children are a gift from God. That's wonderful. And there are other scriptures, many scriptures, in fact, which talk about the fact that we as parents, and in fact all of us, we should be sharing our faith with our children. In fact, in um, Deuteronomy chapter 4, it, also, it doesn't just say that we as parents should be sharing, but that we should be sharing with our grandchildren as well. So it says, you know, we can share with them when we're out and about, we can share our faith with them then, we can share them when we're at home, sat down, having a meal perhaps when we go to bed, when we get up, whatever we're doing, we can share our faith with, the, with our kids. We can share the goodness of God, not ramming it down their throats, but just gently sharing and speaking of the goodness of God. And there's another scripture, isn't there, where Jesus says, suffer the little children to come unto me. And how wonderful that is. We don't want to get in the way, do we? We want to encourage our kids to go to Jesus, just as he asks and to encourage them to go to him when they're young, because he wants them when they're little. He doesn't want to wait till they're grown up. He wants them when they're little. And you know, it's never too early to share with our children about the goodness of God. Even when they're in the womb, that's not too early. There's a story, isn't there, in the Bible, where Mary went to visit her cousin Elizabeth when she was pregnant with Jesus. And she went over the hills to visit Elizabeth her cousin, and when she got there and told Elizabeth about the, her good news, about the, her pregnancy, that baby in Elizabeth's womb leapt for joy at the, at the good news that he was hearing. So we know that, you know, uh, our spirits are awake to God even before we're born. It's never too early to share about the goodness of God. Now, when we were young, when my sister and I were young, my mum would regularly, in fact, every day she would read the Bible to us at bedtime and she would pray with us. And she laid that foundation in our lives and just sharing what she knew of God into us. That didn't bring me to salvation. That happened at a later date. But she played her part. And it was when I went away to university and I was with a friend and we went to a church South Chard in Devon, which was one of the places to be in those days, in the late 60s and 70s. And I went with her into this church, and we didn't gather together like we do here, sitting in rows, everybody facing the front. It was a big sort of circle or oval, and you could see people's faces. And I saw, I saw something that I'd never seen before. I saw people worshipping God with passion and with intimacy and with joy and and it was just amazing. It was as though their faces were glowing. And I had never seen anything like that in my life before. But I recognized that it was something that I wanted. And that was God drawing me. That was God playing his part. My mum had played her part in sharing some of the truths. But God did his part as well. And then when it came to my turn <clears throat> to, with our three kids... Hayden would be out at work, perhaps I would gather the three of them together, all preschoolers, 
and we'd have a drink and we'd have a couple of biscuits and we'd go into the lounge and, and I would perhaps read a Bible story or I would get out a book, I think it was called Leading Little Ones to God, and we'd talk and we'd share and we'd pray together. And you know, that bore fruit. By the time our eldest, David, was seven, he'd be upstairs there with his dad talking about the things of God and asking for prayer. And okay, it wasn't necessarily his conversion, but it was definitely a step on that road. God was drawing him. Um, and he would admit happily that, that some of that, that, the preparation for that was in those snack times that we used to have downstairs. And it's not, it's not just about us feeding into our children, sharing with our children our faith, but it's also a very valuable thing we can do if we pray for our kids. Not just pray for them, but pray with them. It's not always easy. Sometimes it's a, a bit of a, a battlefield, a minefield. We have to do real praying in the spirit and just, just battle for our kids. But it's valuable. And one of the things in my family, because uh, I've got a passion for family history, and one of the things I discovered in my family was that my, my three times great-grandma was a really godly woman. Both one of her sons and her, one of her grandchildren record the fact that she was a godly woman. And she used to regularly disappear off into her closet, whatever her closet was, and pour out her heart for her kids in prayer. And her reward was the fact that all her ten children came through to know the Lord. And when she, when she was dying, she, she was aware that she would meet every one of those children in eternity, in glory. And though all six of her sons went on to become Presbyterian ministers and serve, in the, gospel, serve, the, serve the Lord. But it wasn't just that generation that her prayers covered. It was the future generations. There are many, many in my family tree who have been, who have served the Lord, primarily as Presbyterian ministers, mainly in Ireland, but all over the place, Australia and America and all sorts of places. And I thank God for that woman because it, I'm sure it's not just um, those people, but I'm sure that even though those prayers were made 200 years ago, I'm still in receipt of some of that blessing. And we really don't know. If we, if we sow into our kids' lives, if we share about the gospel, if we share about Jesus and pray for them, we have no idea how God can use that and bless bless his kingdom, and, and just use it, and it's wonderful. And just in finishing, you know, I was thinking, we sh if we play our part, we should expect God to do his part, to, to bring our children to faith, and to allow them to serve him all the days of their life. And now, in this season, when um, we should be self-isolating, just be aware that God is not self-isolating. He wants us to draw close to him. So thank you, everybody. And I'll hand over to Pippa now. Good morning. Um, for those of you... Oh, sorry. For those of you that don't um, know me, I'm married to Mark, and we have six children, four daughters and two sons, 
aging from 28 down to um, 15. Um, when I was originally asked to say a few words about being a Christian mum, it was two weeks ago, and yet so much in our lives seems to have changed in those last two weeks. Um, but to be honest, my initial reaction was no, <laughs> because this is not my happy place. Um, you know, I would much rather be in crash or making coffee. <laughs> and, um, but before I could talk myself out of it, I just felt God speak two words to me. And they were so clear. And the first word was dependence. And that's mine on him. And the second word was faithfulness. And that's his to me. And um, I just, I apologize to those of you in Gateway who have heard a bit of this testimony before. Because I know Mark shared it when um, he spoke a few weeks ago. But I just felt, you know, that it was really appropriate to um, speak about it today. And it was um, a testimony when I was pregnant with our second daughter um, my blood results came back with a high risk for her to be Down syndrome. And um, like they do, you know, they rushed me in for a scan and they found that she had a deformed bowel and there was a cyst in her brain. And it was all very bleak and, um, you know, not good news. Um, now, Mark seemed to have a word almost straight away from God that, no, that's not right. This baby is going to be healthy and whole. And, um, but for me, oh my Lord, it was such a battle. It was um, every day I had to choose what I was going to believe, whether I was going to believe the promises of God or whether I was going to believe this overwhelming fear that would try to come on me. And um, the Lord was, he was fantastic. His presence was so wonderful, so close. And he gave me um, scriptures all about him wholeness and healing and his promises to us and our children. Um, and I wrote them in a book. And when I put our, our eldest daughter, she was about 14 months, I guess, then she'd go to bed every day for a nap. And when I'd put her to bed, I'd take that time to spend with the Lord and I'd meditate on those scriptures and I'd pray them over my bump and I'd pray in tongues and I'd praise and and, um, you know, it was a real battle for me. And um, I, I just, in the midst of that battle, God gave me our daughter's name. And the name he gave me for her was Evangeline. And Evangeline means bringer of good news. And, of course, when she was born perfect and whole and healthy, that's exactly what she was, good news. But I have to say, years ago, a message that really impacted me as I don't think I was a particularly young Christian, but um, it's strange that Chris read from Psalm 23 this morning because the speaker was taking um, the verse in Psalm 23 where it says, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And he talked about the shepherd's staff in biblical times, how the staff was a really important bit of kit for a shepherd, and he would use it for various things, you know, directing his sheep and correcting them if they wandered off, and also protecting them. And if anything of note happened, like he rescued a lamb from a flood, or um, he fought off a bear or some sort of predator, he would put a notch in the end of that staff, and then at night, when they were 
alone on the hillside, watching his sheep. When the fears come, and isn't that when they come at night, in the darkness, when we're on our own, those fears come against us. They would run their fingers along those notches, and they would remember what God had done for them and what God had brought them through. And I just think that battle that I went through in that pregnancy is one of so many notches that I have on my staff, having been saved, I don't know, 30-odd years. But all of us, you know, God says to me at this time, you know, loads of times as a mum, you know, struggling, if it's struggling with tantruming two-year-olds or stressing out teenagers, um, you know, remember, pick up your staff, remember what I've done for you, remember I don't ask you to do anything that I don't equip you to do, and I will be with you through all of it, and um, I just, we've got three of our eldest daughters, they all work in the NHS, one of them is actually an acute respiratory nurse and is actually nursing the COVID-19 patients. You know, our daughter Evangeline now is expecting our first grandbaby in August. You know, our other daughter is a midwife working with mums. And I just, they're all in like high-risk groups. Like lots of you, I have older parents. And, um, and I just feel God so, you know, especially this week, when fears were coming on me, pick up your staff. Remember what I've done for you. Remember I'm with you through all of it. And um, he's faithful. Our God is faithful. There's nothing that he asks you to do that he doesn't equip you to do and isn't with you in it. And I just want to finish um, with that from Psalm 23 because I've been meditating on it this week. And it just says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, and some translations say the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, as Christians, take up your staffs. Remember what he's done for you and that he's with you in this time.